Hello and welcome to the Taking the Charge podcast. With you from Regensburg, Germany, I'm David Hine. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for your time. So much great content out there. So many amazing podcasts and you are taking your time to listen to the show. Absolutely amazing and uh, totally appreciated uh, from my end. Have a uh, really interesting interview that, that uh, I think you're going to learn a bunch of stuff about uh, Dutch basketball, um, which you might not actually realize is actually on the uh, on the rise, um, and it's actually in a good uh, and a good uh, portion of that uh, reason for that is is uh, is uh, among others this uh, gentleman uh, Xavier van Leerup, uh, a trainer with the All Day Athletes Group. Um, in Amsterdam, uh, they've been working with youngsters in, in Amsterdam, and they're starting to really uh, produce some some pretty high level guys. And um, and we're you know there's some pretty decent guys out there from the Netherlands. Netherlands also, you know, making some noise on the international level, uh, European level. They've made it to two Euro baskets, uh, 2015, and they are back in uh, this this uh, upcoming uh, Euro basket. Uh, so, uh, interesting talk with, with, uh, with Xavier, uh, and then a sneak peek of our taking the charge prospects podcast that is with Luke Travers. We had yesterday, the Australian playing with Perth Wildcats, 2001 born, um, Swiss army knife, you know, just does a little bit of everything. Uh, so I had a chat with him. Uh, I want to, I want to uh, just uh, go run down our big three of the week uh, before we get to the uh, those interviews. Uh, story of the week. It's the story everybody's talking about, and it's um, it's you know it's hitting basketball here in Europe. That is the uh, the war in Ukraine, and um, you know Russia is being hit hard from a international basketball uh, international sports actually, but uh, obviously this is a basketball show, um, so. Um, you know, Euroleague has uh, has decided to uh, to um, postpone uh, the participation of all of their Russian teams in the Euroleague and Euro Cup, uh, which makes the schedule look really uh, really daunting. Um, and this is really not uh, really doesn't matter in the big you know in, in the big scheme of things. You know, with with a war going on, but. Um, uh, you know, you have to take action, and, and, and this is the action that they've decided to take. And uh, FIBA has said that uh, Russia will not be uh, allowed to play in uh, in Russian competition, in uh, international FIBA competitions. So it's just you know you don't know how how you know how long this is going to take. Um, don't know how it's going to turn out. Uh, any every day seems to be you know every day seems to have you know, bad stuff going on and, and uh, you just, you don't know how it's going to turn out and, and, and also the time frame. And so that's going to, it's going to affect, um, you know, the Russian basketball, you know, I mean, obviously it's a tragedy going on in, in, in Ukraine and, you know, hearts go out to, uh, to, to those, to those uh, in the country. And uh, it's just an absolute tragedy that that's that, that this is going on right now. And it's 2022, and we're in you know civilized Europe, and, and this is going on. It just blows my mind. Uh, so yeah, that's the story. That's the story that we're watching this week. Is just you know 
um, you know, hopefully things you know can somehow start settling down. Doesn't necessarily look like that at all. Um, I, I don't want to talk too much more politics, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, but as that is the story we're watching. Uh, young player of the week, got to go with Killian Mawaya. Um, for playing for uh, Asphalt uh, Villabon uh, helped them win the uh, uh, Data Next Generation Tournament Belgrade. Uh, first time that Asvel has won uh, an AGT trophy. And, uh, you know, go back and go back and watch their last two games. Uh, the uh, Servanus was the Red Star uh, YouTube channel and just watch their last two games. The games against Mega, uh, against, uh, yeah, against Mega. Uh, they were they were as well needed to win by 13 and you know i've i've seen a lot of games where where teams are chasing you know 13 is a pretty big pretty you know pretty good sized number you know if you're mega you know you could lose by 12 and you could still uh, advance to the title game and and they just got walloped man they just they had no chance against uh, against those athletic um uh, as well kids and uh but just them you know chasing that down and and um and Mawaya was 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 fantastic, both ends of the court, and then in the first place game, apparently also had a had a, 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 a an ankle injury, and was fighting through that, and uh, was just tremendous as well. You know, easy MVP choice, uh, but you know a lot of other guys. Uh, Risa Shea was was really good. He didn't play the final. He also had a, had an ankle injury. Um, Kimani Hohenzoll was 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 fantastic. Um, if you had there's been two players on on the uh, all tournament best five team in the past, but you know there were other guys on there uh, in that tournament that deserved it. Uh, but he could have been in there as well. Um, with Bo, uh, you know, there's just a lot of guys. You know, uh, Par Par uh, Parmentalo, you know, was, was also really good. Um, but but Mawaya, you know, he was MVP at the uh, FIBA U16 uh, European Challengers uh, where France won uh, to win their group to, to grab a spot in the U17 World Cup uh, going on, uh, coming up this summer um, and then won this MVP trophy here. So uh, congrats to him, congrats to, to Asvel. And, you know, that you got you to gotta think they're going to be a, a serious contender, uh, you know, coming uh, to the uh, Final Four uh, event that we're watching. Another youth, another youth uh, uh, competition. Under sixteen again this this weekend. Um, it's actually in Bassano, Italy, um, and that is the Play for Passion tournament. Uh, that's uh, organized by this emerging uh, Italian uh, academy, Orange One Basket Bassano, and uh, that goes from Thursday to Sunday. All the games will be on YouTube. Uh, go to the to the uh, Orange One Basket Bassano uh, YouTube site. And uh, some big-time teams uh, in this competition. Stella, Azura, Bayern, Milan, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Prometheus, uh, Bassano, of course, and Ratgeber. Um, that is a Hungarian team. Uh, so, you know, big-time. This is 2006 generation, so U16, 2006 generation. And uh, some, some interesting guys. There will be some of those players in the World Cup, uh, U17 World Cup this, this, this year. Uh, U17 World Cup, you know, they'll have, um, that'll be France, uh, Spain. So you look at the Spanish kids, um, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, I'm sure that, uh, you know, a couple of those guys will, will make that, will make that team. Um, so, uh, 
yeah, definitely go check that out. That's the thing we're watching. Uh, let's get to our uh, sneak peek of our interview uh, prospects interview, Taking the Charge Prospects podcast. Uh, it is with uh, Luke Travers, again, uh, sort of a Swiss army knife, uh, does a little bit of everything uh, for Perth Wildcats. So here's, uh, here's our, here's our uh, sneak peek. Enjoy that. We'll catch you on the other side. I want to ask you about, uh, I know you've already talked about it, but uh, in, in, in other interviews, but wanted to ask you about the you know, ESPN's list of the top 100 prospects for the 2022 draft early on. Um, uh, there were actually quite a few guys who were going to be uh, playing, not yet, uh, but are playing now in the uh, NBL. Uh, Dieng, Hookborty, King, uh, Busan, Mikulovsky, uh Maker. Um, and you weren't in that 100. Um, yep. Maybe, maybe, uh, what did you, what did you think when you first saw that list? And then uh, maybe how did that change your focus? I, I saw a quote that said it definitely adds some fewer fuel to the fire. Yep. Yeah. I think it was after sort of that end of the year, I thought I was. Especially. Of, and of course, of course, after really you performed so well in the, in the yeah. semifinals, you know, where and really stepped up. Yeah. I thought I was well on my way into that list, but Obviously, it wasn't meant to be, but I'll never be unhappy with my situation and stuff like that. Like, I'm playing basketball still for a living at the age of 20, so I can never be unhappy. But I think that was just a little bit, I think, disappointing for me. And I think even to this day, I think I'm, yeah, trying to work towards somewhere around the the first round mark, late first round, if it has to be. So if it's nothing less than that, I'll definitely be disappointed in myself. And that's just the sort of limits I hold myself to. So I think, yeah, but coming off that list is yeah, a little bit disappointing. But, yeah, definitely added some motivation, I think, for me going into this year. Yeah, you know, this is a, that's one of the things that, that uh, A, you have the challenge of uh, guys like uh, Javoni and, and, and everybody else that, you know, put out these lists. And then um, of, of even coming up with, you know, top 100, you know, especially – you know, your top 15, your top 25, you know, heck, even your top 50, whatever, you know, but, but who do you put at 100 and, you know, who do you leave off? And, and, um, and you have a lot of these motivation stories, you know, you have to imagine that there's tons of guys out there that, you know, right. That, you know, maybe Javoni and his, you know, Schmitz and all them guys right on, you know, they're, they're thinking, okay, they, you know, they're right on the fringe. Uh, but, 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 uh, no, we're going to go with somebody else and, 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 um, you know, that puts uh, that, that 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 gives a lot of guys uh, some motivation, and um, and Travers has, has since I think he was at eighty six or something like that on the the latest uh, the latest uh, the latest list from ESPN. Uh, so I, I thought that was a little I thought that was interesting to put out there as the as the as the sneak peek. Uh, of course, that's part of the Taking the Charge Prospects uh, podcast, uh, which is the uh, part of the paid subscription for Taking the Charge Substack. Uh, go in there, uh, takingthecharge.substack.com. You can become a paid subscriber. You get full access to the Taking the Charge Prospects podcast, as well as the full archive of the Talking Talent podcast. Each week, we have the guys uh, talking uh, youngsters. Um, they give their analysis of of some of the you know, n- you know coming players from around the world uh, and, and and truly around the world. And uh, this this week we're reviewing uh, the Adidas Next Generation Tournament Belgrade, 
Um, but uh, you know they're going to be talking about Pisano guy, the guys that from the, from the Pisano tournament. You know, Pat, the Adidas Next Generation tournament. Patros is coming up, so you know, just you know, it's a never-ending supply of, of youth basketball. And uh, and and if you think the price is a little high, come to me, drop me a message, let me know um, that you're interested, and, and you know we can you know figure something out. Uh, let's get to our interview. Uh, Xavier uh, Fenley Rupp, uh, a the trainer with All Day Athletes, Amsterdam-based um, uh, group, there, organization, and uh, who have come up with, um, who've really produced a couple of pretty high-level guys. Uh, I will let uh, I will let him actually uh, tell you about some of the guys that uh, that they've uh, been working with and uh, some pretty pretty good schools uh in the uh in the united states high school uh, colleges in the united states uh not to mention uh not to mention a, a team out here or a couple of teams out here in europe as well uh outside um so here's my interview with uh, uh xavier uh Fenley Rup. uh enjoy the enjoy that and we will talk to you next week again thank you very much very much for your time and uh and uh it's really appreciated so talk to you next week all right, on the show this week, uh, we have Xavier Lerup, a trainer at the All Day Athletes uh, yes. Group uh, Institute. Yes. Do you have a description? Organization. Organization. Um, That's a good one. Organization, yeah. a very, very uh, informal, uh, all encompassing. Uh, based in Amsterdam, Netherlands, uh, Xavier, thanks for coming on. Yes, thank you. Um, so I am. Um, we, we will get to some of the guys that have come through your, your system, your organization um, over the next, you know, however uh, long we're going to be talking, but I, I wanted to kind of go through how we, uh, how I stumbled upon you guys. And, and, uh, and that was actually, we had on our talking talent uh, podcast uh, a couple of few weeks ago. Uh, one of the guys was talking about uh, Jairo Funderberg. Uh, who had played at this um, this U16 uh, Sent Isvan Basketball Cup in in Hungary uh, back at the end of uh, January and um, trying to do research on the guys challenge me sometimes with their O6s and stuff like that and as far as like looking for research and there wasn't a lot on on gyro um, yeah. but I did I did find uh, all day athletes and then I started doing some research and I'm like. Wow, there's some uh, pretty decent names that have come through this, and, and um, so uh, why don't why don't we just kind of start with uh, just you know broad uh, you know you know breakdown whatever you want to call it you know what is all day athletes? Yeah, well, um, all day athletes is like a yeah, it's an organization. Actually, it uh, was founded in I think eight years ago. Um, we started working out kids. On the street, because um, yeah, in the Netherlands they uh, they don't really have a place to do extra work uh, next to their, their team practices, and um, yeah, that's how we started. We started with the extra work with some players uh, on the basketball court outside, and then uh, pretty fast, like like in six months, we were inside, and a lot of kids were coming in because the word was spreading in the Netherlands. You can do extra work, extra work. And uh, yeah, now we we are basically doing um, everything in the Netherlands with with basketball, like um, practicing of practicing with the, the national team, the men's national team, the 3x3 guys, 
um, individual projects with players, um, clinics, also in Europe, in the Netherlands, um, doing a lot. And and started with basketball, but you yes. but the the group has then branched out into other sports you mentioned as well. Uh, yeah, we also have we also trained a couple of uh, football players, not not much because our background is not really with football as all the, the coaching staff, but um, yeah, some football trainers tried uh, some football players. Uh, wanted to do some extra work, some uh, strength and conditioning. And uh, yeah, we did it. We helped with it. And um, yes, sometimes in the off season, football players come through and work out with us. So this is Amsterdam. Um, yeah. And um, maybe give us, give us kind of a uh, sort of a picture of what it was like. You said eight years ago when you started it, you know, um, uh, I, I think grassroots basketball, the, the term grassroots basketball gets kind of thrown around uh, in a lot of you know different ways and um, and uh, or, or basketball on the streets or, or whatnot and, and, and uh, but or, or you know maybe we can sort of change it up and say youth development wise. Uh, maybe just talk about how and be specific maybe with Netherlands uh, with uh, with Amsterdam. Uh, and if that if that has any correlation with other places in 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 Netherlands, uh, what was the picture like about eight years ago when you guys were starting it? Well, um, well, when we started, we were just uh, we were with um, yeah, how do you say with a lot of yeah, some young kids under fifteen, under sixteen, uh, at least who yeah now play in playing Division One uh, colleges in in the USA. And um, we just uh, worked out individually with some, yeah, we were not really um, invested back then. We didn't know a lot, um, but we started with, you know, uh, one-handed ball dribbling, two balls, ball dribbling, um, mic and drills, just the, the kind of the basic, uh, the basic things. And now it's more, uh, more innovative, more advanced. We did a lot of um, studies, research, clinics, and yeah, we got better now. And our methods are more, yeah, different. Talk, talk different. about that. Talk, you know, because you know, part of part of training, you know, youth is you first have to. I think it's almost. I think it's. I think it's an entirely different uh, uh, challenge of of uh, of practicing training with youth. Uh, as opposed to, you know, uh, definitely senior, um, and, and and even you know junior. If you go if you go like the cadet level, um, you know, uh, you know under sixteen, uh, you you almost have more freedom because you can actually form them and they haven't made mistakes yet. Yep. Um, but then on the other hand, you also are responsible for giving them the foundation, and you have to have the understanding of of that foundation. So maybe talk about how you guys got to the level where you were able to teach these guys, let's call it right. You know, let's call it the, the you know, the proper, the, you know, the fundamentals. Yes. Well, um, one of the things we are uh, trying to do in the practice is always, always try to do game-like situations, always. So instead of just dry uh, one, one against zero ball handling drills, we always try to put a defender on and then try to put some constraints on. Um, you can, play with a uh, different type of 
different type of elements in the game. Like um, if you score in the bucket, if you want, if you want one player to work on the on on his finish, we just example we say we say um, if you finish inside the bucket, it's uh, two points that you get a ball back, and if you score outside the bucket, it's one point that you will not get a ball back. And then you change defense, things like this. We try to play with yeah this type of elements and uh, yeah. It, we think in this way that players will will think, yeah, think different about basketball instead of just saying like um, finish a scoop layup under the basket ten times. We try to um, really like game like practices. But how did you guys go about acquiring that information for you for you guys in order to pass it along to them? Did you take part in coaching clinics, watch videos on on online, and discuss them, at, uh, et cetera, amongst each other? Then, uh, yeah, it's also uh, one of the co-founders, uh, Yard. He's a uh, he's 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 a genius in this. He's like a, a scientist, movement scientist, and um, he re reads a lot of. Um, um, science about about learning about um yeah basketball learning and then he he sends it to us we have to read it and we go to coaching clinics and um we go to we talk with different trainers there are a lot of good european trainers in in, in europe who uh, with who we talk and then yeah we try to form and build our own actually our own philosophy about basketball training um You, you mentioned you mentioned uh, the, the the national team. Um, maybe just in general, what kind of connection do you guys have with the federation? Uh, I, I, you know, I know you guys are independent, but maybe just what kind of what kind of stuff do you do for the Dutch Federation? Uh, well, one of our trainers is uh, is, is head of skills development uh, of the three x three national team. Okay. And I think uh, more two two years ago, uh, the the national team, the federation asked us to help with the prehab for the the men's. Um, they got, they came off out of a long season and uh, they wanted to build up to a, a a healthy environment where the the chance of uh, injuries is small. So we started to do some skill work, um, some strength and conditioning, and uh, yeah built with the preparation of the national team helps build with, with that. Let's get into the, the reason why uh, I wanted to talk to you. And, and, and I think all we have to do is kind of list a couple of the names and then you'll be pretty clear. So, I mean, you've worked um, well, I guess, I guess maybe just uh, why, why don't you, why don't you kind of list off a couple of names Um, maybe that you, I, because, you, because I think there's two different functions that you have. First of all, it's, it's, it's the, it's the youngsters. And then it's also, you know, uh, you know, national team players who, you know, come back from their club and, and, and are working out with them. So, so maybe just give a couple of names from both sides then. The, the youngsters, mm -hmm. um, we have some young players now, um, Emmanuel Ugbo, uh, Yannick Krach. Jaro van den Berg. Now he so, play. so, um, so, um, uh, Krag is with uh, Juventud. Uh, Ugbo is uh, yeah. with Ludwigsburg. Ludwigsburg. Uh, 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 Julian to... Ramirez is with Würzburg. Würzburg. Uh, yeah. Um, and then with, with, we have you guys have you, you guys have a couple of guys over in the states and colleges. 
Yes, we are some in the States. Uh, Tristan Anaruna is at Iowa State. Um, Joriam Sasunu, uh, St. Bonaventure, together with his uh, friend uh, Anwar Maluk, also practice, practice with us. Um, there we have Jesse, Jesse Edwards, Syracuse, Quinton Post, Boston Co College, uh, Dylan Van Eyck, Iona, and I think, yeah. And, and so they were all... 13, 14, yes. 13, you, 14, 15, when we, when you, when you guys got a hold of them. Yeah. Yeah. So we did some extra work with them. Um, and, and did they, so, so just kind of, did those guys come to you? Did you find them? Did their parents come to you? Did their advisor or however, you know, how? No, how? no, actually we uh, were also coaches at the club in Amsterdam, Apollo and coaches, uh, at Triple Threat is also a basketball club in Harlem and yeah we've seen them there and we saw some good things we saw some some uh, yeah you, you, you see the you see the body you see the wingspan uh, their mentality and then yeah we take them under our wing they want to do some extra there's no place at the club for doing some extra work so we take uh, take them under our wing and work out with them uh, do, do everything nutrition sleep uh, strength training, skills work, film study, uh, try to help them to put in good situations uh, where they can uh, develop. But not a club, so you don't you don't actually coach them. You don't actually. No, we don't. We don't. We don't coach them. Um, uh, yeah. Besides all the athletes, we are also uh, coaching at a club. But other athletes, at least, it's not a club. But uh, we, yes, as a person, and, and as some person. of as some of your guys at at ADA or however you know, and then at Triple Threat, do they play for you at tri Triple Threat or? Is yes, so they play at Triple Threat uh, because they have to play games and play tournaments and have to practice or train in team concepts. And with us, they train individual. They do the strength training. Because at the club they don't have strength training. Uh, they do the film. We do the film study at ADA. We do the, um, yeah, nutrition, sleep, and also we uh, try to uh, bring them on some trips. We we went with some players. Joriam, for 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 example, we went uh, with Joriam to Estudiantes in Spain at Anwar. To give them a taste of the European uh, basketball, some good level competition. Mm -hmm. um, maybe how 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 do the clubs how do the other clubs in the Netherlands in general, maybe in and around Amsterdam in particular, see what you guys are doing? Um, yes, some clubs are very. Um, uh, yeah, hype, motivated. They want to give their kids extra work because if their kids get better, their team will get better, the club will get better. Yeah. Uh, so they they support us. It's it's a good it's a good it's a good thing. But yeah, we are based in Amsterdam, and some kids live in I don't know Groningen, Groningen, or all the way down. It's a two-hour drive. Not it's not possible for other kids in the Netherlands to. Uh, come to all the athletes. Is there any pushback from anybody? Um, no, not really. Uh -huh. 
Um, uh, so, you know, I, those are some, some pretty, pretty good names, you know, Iowa state, Boston college, Syracuse, also Ludwigsburg, you know, Ugo's got minutes already. Uh, Krag is, you know, is, is really actually Krag is really close to making the, the senior, uh, national yeah. team. Um, Iona, you know, those are some pretty, uh, pretty, uh, you know, rock solid, uh, level, uh, institutions in the States. Um, you guys have also worked with, with, uh, Yana Kraka, uh, Worthy de Young, uh, um, Carl, uh, Carlton Clough, um, yeah. uh, Matt Harms, maybe just what, um, what, how much do you guys work with them? Is that really just kind of summer or you know, whatnot? And, and what do you do? What do you do particularly, uh, specifically with them? Um, with, uh, Worthy and Matt Harms is is difficult because they're in the season. They have a long season, but during usually during the off season, they we work a lot on on. Well, the thing is, some players, uh, especially when they're pros, Sean and Clove, Worthy the Young, they come in the summer to us and they say what they want to work on. So they so, show us some clips. I want to work on my shot. I want to work on my range. So extra volume, volume shooting. Um, Maybe Matt Harms wants to work on his uh, post moves. And then with whatever they want to work on, we work on and try to bring some extra flavor on top of it to uh, expand the bag for them. Yeah. And can, uh, so they can use it in the game. And I uh, was actually looking at the Instagram uh, page for you guys and saw that you actually have uh, had recently a couple of uh, even younger guys over in Spain uh, doing Aristote uh, doing some stuff with you uh, Deshaun uh, Aristote 2006 uh, Deshaun Gibson uh, 2008 uh, a little bit Deshaun with Gibson is not in Spain yet or is not in Spain um, he went over there for tryouts at uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid that's I, I didn't I didn't mean next uh, I didn't necessarily mean that he was uh, that he was playing with them but that uh, but oh, that he was a child and actually if I'm not mistaken I'm wait sorry. no you, you it's okay because uh, uh, you also said that um, uh, Gyro Fundeberg was was also in uh, in Spain um, yeah. is is that um, is that from your guys side the initiative um, saying you know through your connections to to these clubs saying. You know, obviously, you know, you've been with with uh, with uh, with uh, with Croc. You know, that's that's that the 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 connections already been made. Uh, is yeah. that from from your guys' side? Hey, hey, you know, just we want to show him what the a different level of competition is. Yes, exactly. We want to give them a taste of uh, how European bas- basketball really is, like how basketball really is, how you play yeah. that, how the competition is, uh, different intensity and, and stuff. We can't uh, really. Um, yeah, uh, copy that here in the Netherlands. The level is just not so high. So when we see uh, a very good raw talent and we practice with them, we, we make them ready to uh, to do the tryouts and yeah, uh, compete and see where you are in your skill level, the development level, where you are. For for someone who, for someone who. Um... Um, who who might not be in the youth basketball world, um, like Gyro Funderberg, I think he must have been thirteen or fourteen when he went over for the first time, right? Uh, uh, for tryout. Uh, no, he was twelve, man, at Yofum. Twelve, even okay. Yeah. And so you know, Tyshawn Gibson, you know, I saw you know what was two thousand eight. So 
it's so 13, 14, probably 13, 13. 13. Um, 13. What um, from from a from a youth development standpoint, like I said, for someone who might not you know be in the world, what 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 kind of spark does that give a kid? You know. And I'm, and I'm, you know, because you know what you have a good idea from, from your work over the years. Okay, he can do this, he can do, this, and you know, he has this body form, whatever. So you have an idea that this is what he can become. He doesn't know that the young twelve-year-old, thirteen-year-old doesn't know that. What 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 kind of spark? What kind of things does does he see when he's twelve and thirteen when he's going over to Barcelona or even to? Yeah. Well, uh, there's a whole new world for them. They are like really. Wow, like what was happening? Uh, all the players they they see on YouTube, um, yeah, even on um, even for them, you see there are a lot of clips online uh, and on YouTube, and then for them to see them in real life to practice with them, is uh, it's like really it's motivated. It's motivated. also if they if they are not good enough and they get run off the court and uh, make a lot of turnovers. I know I don't know the the, the practice doesn't go, go well. Even that thing, that is very important for for the players. It's like uh, I'm I'm here right now. The level is up there. I need to work harder. Uh, I need to try to go on more trips. Try to participate in tournaments. It's really motivating. How do you how do you guys decide the? I don't know if it's actually your decision, but or how how do you guys advise where? these players should go should they go to a you know uh should they try to shoot for an acc team in you know college in the states should they try to go to like a mid-major um should they go to a youth development club like yovan tut um is it how do you guys it's not your decision i don't you know it doesn't seem like would be but how what how do you guys gauge and and make those uh that advice well yeah well i should say it's it's always a decision of the player and the parents at first we are not an agency but um it depends really on the player uh, what age he is and uh, what his level is also but when we see like a player like Deshaun for for example, is um, very skilled, highly skilled, high basketball IQ. Um, we are early with him, so we, we 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 want to actually we want for him we want to put him in a in a more European environment, uh, high basketball IQ, quick basketball, um, uh, quick transitions, and hard defense. This that's what 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 we see in Europe a lot at the, in the youth uh, development. So that's what we, what we want for him. But um, for example, now we have one player. He's uh, sixteen. He's two meters eleven. Uh, we just started his personal thing with him, uh, development, and um, he's a little, you know, a little late. He's a late bloomer, and um, for him to put in a youth development uh, in Europe is difficult because after under 18s, under 19s, you're basically a pro. Mm-hmm. So he only has like two years to develop in the youth, uh, in the youth uh, teams. So, yeah, my, um, I recommend uh, most most of the time I recommend to go to college and yeah, you, know, you get you got four years extra to work on your game, come back, and uh, 
yeah, be more ready. What, what do you, what do you think you guys do better than others? Um, well, I think the, the most important thing I think is the, the, the personal contact with a player. We are in contact with a player the whole season, every day. Um, we talk about how we can help them from, from a distance. So uh, with Emmanuel Ugbo, we do, um, uh, we help them with the strength and conditioning uh, plan to do some extra. Um, we do game tapes and um, yeah, that's how we, I think that's our strongest point. With every player we train, we have a special connection, special bond. Everybody, um, everybody, you know, it, 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 there, there's not always, um, you know, hotbeds of basketball that, that pop up, you know, and, um, you know, I think probably one of the, one of the latest ones to, to really, you know, explode was Toronto. Um, and I think, I think Montreal might be another one that's sort of coming close, um, that there's going to be some um, unbelievable players coming out of that, uh, 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 place soon. Uh, you're already seeing some of that. Um, yeah. but, but we don't really hear much, uh, in Europe. Um, but when you look at Boston, like we said, the colleges that you guys, you know, that, that you went them to, you sent them to Ludwigsburg, um, uh, Jovan Tut, uh, some of these other places, you know, um, Tristan uh, Anarano was was actually at Kansas before he moved yeah. over to to Iowa State. Um, you know, the, the, these are some pretty high high level guys. Uh, and so, what do you think about a comparison of 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 Amsterdam to to a Toronto? I mean, do you have the feeling that that Amsterdam is is kind of coming out and 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 really starting to? uh to to really produce more guys um so so also to 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 add a qualifier to that you know i think uh, i think it was 2015 was the first time the netherlands had been at eurobasket in i think in 27 years or something like that 25 whatever years and uh i think they're back again right for for 2022 Yes. You know, and so, you know, that's the next step, you know, it's like not, not only to just get there for the first time in, in ages, but to stay there, we're looking at Finland, yeah. you know, and stuff like that, you know? So, so back to the question, do you think that an Amsterdam is to compare Amsterdam is Toronto is pretty hard, you know, also because, also, <laughs> also because of the size, also because of the size. Yeah. Um, but, 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 but what do you think about it? Uh, I, I think we still have a long uh, way to go, but uh, there are a lot of, um, other corporations like that really try to grow the game in in the Netherlands in in, in Amsterdam, so it's a long shot. But I think we are on the right track. So we will. It will take some time to, uh, yeah, to be like Toronto for for example. Wow. Do you have a feeling that that basketball is being pushed in 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 the Netherlands? I mean, that, that Canada definitely. Canada Canada has you know soccer and and uh, um, and ice hockey, of course, um, and yeah. of course Amsterdam Ajax is you know absolutely amazingly you know it's just huge. Um, yeah. So, but you you have the you have the feeling that there is a push from 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 the uh, from the from the federation and from companies and everybody else yes. to to push it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You also see uh, the Netherlands, the national team will play in Nike Treads now. That's already more appealing for players. Oh, cool. um, 
we have uh, the federation started an uh, an development academy, an academy in the Netherlands, here where all the the, the high prospects, uh, on paper the high prospects go to. Um, they do. That's that's already started. Yes, yeah, already. This is now for three years. Mm-hmm. Do you guys yes. have any sort of collaboration or anything with them at all? Or no? Um, no, no, not with them. They are just from the federation and uh, we don't have a collaboration with them um but i think that's uh it's also a good uh yeah good way to push the push basketball also tristan and runa and yannick Krach and and players like that put basketball on the map and uh, inspire players to play basketball inspire players at their uh old club where they played to uh, play basketball, so yeah, it, they they give you something. Um, they let kids see that it's possible to play at a high level, even when, it, when you're from such a small country. One of one of the things about here in Germany is that um, you know there's there is an influx of talent, you know, and, and more and more talent being produced. But it, I re, I'm also a firm believer that you need to lose big games in order to win big games. Um, to get to the, first to get to those big games and then to lose them in order to win. And I think that's what the German Federation is slowly doing. They're getting, they're winning the Albert Schweitzer tournament, the under 18, they're going, mm-hmm. they're going through the disappointment of losing an under 18 uh, European championship semifinal with your Hardensteins yeah. and, and, and Freudenbergs and Bonga against, against, yeah. you know, Moretti and a, and a couple of Italians. I'm um, not to, not to really, you know, you know, talk too bad about the Italian. I mean, but the German team was definitely a better team uh, uh, from individual talent, but then they go and win back to back bronzes at the under twenties. Um, you got the, the, the Federation, the, the, the under, oh man, we just, I just talked about it. I think it was the under 18. You guys are in division a, yeah, because you uh, no under sixteen, under sixteen, under 16 yeah, yeah. Because you actually yeah. did you win or did you lose to Poland? I think you lost to Poland in under sixteen oh, in two thousand nineteen. I think it was I, yeah because because Sochin was uh, the Polish uh, Sochin was yeah. was the MVP. So so but yeah. you're you know you're at Division A, which then you're not playing against Slovakia. You're not playing against uh, Georgia. You know you're playing in Spain. You're playing against uh, Italy. You're playing against Croatia. Um, wh- what do you uh, what do you think needs to be uh, needs to be done in order for that next push to kind of happen? Um, let club. Uh, I think the federation needs needs to organize more tournaments or um, support clubs to go to tournaments outside of Europe. Because right right now, I think what we're missing is like European competition for clubs for players, the European experience to play against European youth players and uh see how the level is right now um where you so, so that see. so that would be like this hungarian tournament for example to actually send for a dutch example, team there yes send a dutch team please or other tournaments and and um yes let let, let players get a taste of the european level because right now players playing in the netherlands they in the summer they do the the national team uh, the national team and then they go to the, the european championship and then it's it's like a whole new world for them. They are nervous. They are not used to the the, the different type of pressure. Uh, Belgium Belgium is a is a is a is a jumping off league for a lot of players uh, at the professional level. Um, and 
uh, Harris Patanovic coming from Barcelona to go back to Ostend, obviously, you know, having uh, uh, the national team coach, Dario Gerja there and everything he's doing with also your guy, uh, one of your young yeah. Dutch, uh, Kai van der Voorst, you know, obviously yeah. that, that has a big impact. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that a situation like Ostend gives young Belgian players a an idea, okay, I can stay here and develop. Yeah. Do yes. you think Netherlands is there? Are there any pro clubs that can can you know take a take a, a pretty high level guy? You know, Patanovic was I think 18 or so when he debuted uh, when he got his first taste of the national senior national team. Yeah. Um yeah, it, it depends really on the, the, the organization, the club in the Netherlands, but what we see now is that not a lot of young talents are getting a chance at the highest level. Also, um, Ostend has a, a, I think, a, a bigger, you know, more money than any other club in the Netherlands right now. But so for uh, a lot of Dutch players, it's not really appealing to go to the Netherlands, back to the Netherlands, and make a living out of basketball right now. But I think it will get better because better because of the B next league uh, the cooperation with other the, the Belgium teams also um but for now well some players are coming back I don't know Terence Bizarre uh was played at Jovan oh, yeah. uh, yeah. is now mm-hmm. coming back to Feyenoord basketball okay okay and Shaquille Dorson played at Rutgers back then is now playing in the Netherlands Lucas and Gerson uh played at the uh, Oklahoma State back in the Netherlands. So I think, yeah, it, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. But not really where you like to see it yet, like Ostend. Yeah. Um, so let, let's kind of finish up with this. You know, every, every you know, organization, uh, you know, has, you know, has an idea, okay, this is what we're doing right now, but... On the other side, you know, they're also thinking down the road. What what are what are some of uh, all day athletes' goals uh, for the you know let's say short term, long term? You know, what do you guys see as some of the things you 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 want to you know uh, a bigger facility? Uh, you know, uh, a connection, a different connection with whatever. I, I don't know. What are, what are some of the goals that you 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 and the team there, you and the organization, guys in the organization have? Well. Uh, our main goal is uh, well, we have two main goals. One is grow the game in the in the Netherlands and put the Netherlands on the map. And the other one is like we just want to train the best players in the world. If it's NBA or Euroleague or Euro Cup, we just we want to practice and yeah, we just want to practice with the best players, youth players, professional players in the in the world. That's our, our main goal. Short term, um, it's really difficult in the lens for a bigger facility um, or our own facility. We we are happy with what we got and uh, we are working with it. Um, and also online uh, platform. We we are we are building now an online platform with with drills. Um, uh, yeah, drills. What else? Like. Uh, uh, coaching, uh, coaching stuff for coaches because we have a lot of uh, volunteering coaches in the Netherlands. We want to help them out to 
pass some knowledge to players, raise a level of uh, practices at the club. That's how we want to grow the game. All right. Um, you you mentioned the online drills. Maybe one last you know last thing here. Why don't you just let everybody, if they want to find more information about you guys, where do they go? Um, yeah. Just you know all the platforms. Feel free to to put them all out there. <laughs> yeah. Go to Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, follow us. Uh, hit our DMs, DMs, and uh, we we always respond. So uh, check us out. And do you uh, guys take and, international. I know most of most of you guys are are even you know even even Amsterdam Amsterdam. But do you do you guys have have you had uh, international guys come in as well? Oh yeah, definitely Belgium guys and uh, yeah, I think uh, Belgium guys now. But there were some um, Ger German guys that uh, asked asked us to come in the summer and practice, but it's also I know it's kind of difficult with the the the, the national team and. You know, busy off season, find some time and space to to rest. But uh, we had a lot of uh, questions about international players. So, right. whenever they want, we are ready. <laughs> um the the list of players that i've already said a couple of times you know the list of players is really exciting and that was one of the reasons why i wanted to catch catch up with you because um to to have that list of players and for me not to know anything about you guys was kind of worrying on my side i, I wasn't doing my research uh, good enough so i, I wanted to catch <laughs> up with you uh xavier yeah. uh trainer at uh, all day athletes ada based in amsterdam Thank you for the time. Thank you for the great knowledge and uh, and and uh, and you know already congratulations on the job you guys have done um, and just keep on doing work. Well, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.